0: They really shouldn't call that a cover of a Pink Floyd song. They should be like, oh, they took some of the words from a Pink Floyd song and <laughs> then yeah, right. and then just put like funky chili peppers music around it.
1: Fucking, I'm gonna need some I'm gonna need some funky Pepsi AC to <laughs> take care of the heart <laughs> heartburn that you just that? gave me. A little indo Buddy, I'm feeling toasty. How do you feel? take a sip of that
0: coffee i'm feeling warm i'm feeling toasty mm.
1: is it good is a good temp for you in here i know sometimes you can get a little hot yeah no i'm, but I'm you're good fully today sweat suited up i'm
0: sweat suited up i got a tee on in case i need to bust out <laughs> you got some star wars i didn't going. bring my basketball shorts i like your shirt today too man that's really a blaine fonda shirt today. i did notice that and you got one of the off-centered ones
1: yeah if that was just left over in the old practice space and i was like i'll take one of those oh yeah dude and it's all i have the
0: exact one yeah we those fell to the bottom of the box because we were like well we didn't print those right
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i'll never forget it had a handwritten tag on there yeah that was a nice little touch a little touch man We'll touch this, we'll touch and tips, let's do it. GearBuds podcast episode 146. 146 episodes of this dang show. Dang, man. I'm Henry, that's Dave. What's up? Let's do it. It's our thing. Let's dive in. Symphony of Corrections. We do this every week. We do this for you. We do it for us. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. And speaking of you... Thank you, Dave. I love you. I love you too. You're a good man. All right. And thank you, world, for listening because we love making the show and checking in with y'all every week. And uh, if you don't already follow us on the sub- stuff, subscribe on the stuff, uh, email us at gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. We already talked a bunch of Olympics. I don't know. I don't like we'll see. <laughs> it was on if the that makes agenda it, it was on the freaking agenda. Dude, there's a lot of random stuff on this agenda. You know, I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. i lately I don't like you know, I'm still on the old dating apps sure. uh, as as I'm still searching for the one looking for love. And t- a, twice this week, I haven't told you this. Women on apps I've matched with, and then they've been like, "Oh no, you have a podcast, right?"
0: It's a, what? It's what is stigma? happening?
1: I don't know. Po- I've been called a podcast bro. Aww. just because she's like oh another podcast bro and I'm that's like, not oh, very nice i've been making this thing that i like for well, almost, let me take the things that you enjoy and i'll three shoot, years you down about
0: it i don't appreciate that every
1: once a week i put some work into this thing with my buddy and yeah. then like a couple times now so i'm like what the hell is this is there is there been like a like a tv show about podcast bros or something that i missed out on that yeah now is there a sitcom and like, now we're like we're fucked because we have a podcast should there be a of?
0: sitcom about tv podcast probably not there's
1: there's enough podcasts as well we're gonna
0: stick with this podcast yeah absolutely it
1: was just i just wanted to get that air air the grievance on that one it's like hey you know podcast
0: bros have feelings too yeah (laughs) hashtag podcast bros dude that kind of makes me upset but i'm not gonna let it get to me
1: no, I'm just. I'm sorry to. Well, I'm sorry to upset you. I just. I mean, uh, no. I just. Sh- I hope. I want to. You know what that though? That if,
0: if that special lady friend didn't appreciate that you have uh, passions in your life, including a podcast, then this probably wasn't. And it's to about
1: creative with. stuff. It's yeah. not like we're not like podcasting about. I don't know. Fucking Boring taking shit. steroids or some shit.
0: I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. know, dude. Like, Working are, out. Yeah, Welcome I don't know. Workout buds. <laughs> out with Hank and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like thirty seconds long. Did you work out this week? Nope. <sighs> okay. Me either. No, I just ate a little less. Yeah. Okay. All I'm right. keto now, bro. Yeah, bro.
1: Okay. So uh just wanted to air that okay. out. You know, we're just, you know, we're a couple of nice well, guys. We appreciate who like, our listeners. We like playing who guitars and talking who about it. We do them. like it. So. Yeah, we love y'all. Yeah. You know who else we like is Dave. I didn't tell you this. I don't know if you noticed. Uh so someone that we talked about in last week's episode, Peace Potty, reached out. Oh, cool! Yeah, they really they were they were really kind and said some nice stuff and uh, wanted to point out and this is important that we have an actual correction here in the Symphony of Corrections that we're our our number one and I would say perhaps only gripe with their product was of course price the, point the price yeah and uh, it turns out uh, I got it wrong, folks. It, in fact, I got it half wrong or double wrong, in case you, however you want to look at it. Each pack that we talked about the prices where it was like. I think twelve fifty and yeah. twenty bucks, you get two knobs, oh. not just one. Well,
0: that's way better. It is better. We so. did think it was like twelve bucks a knob or something, which right. would have been outstandingly expensive. But
1: so uh, if you even with the expensive ones, it, that's ten bucks a knob now instead of twenty. So you could do a whole boss pedal for forty bucks. Still,
0: you know, not cheap, but still way big.
1: more reasonable than eighty bucks. That that to me is absolute no go. Never would even dream of doing mm-hmm. that.
0: Cool. So, well, so that's yeah.
1: good. Well, it was cool they reached out. They were cool. they really listened. They liked it, and they uh, appreciate it want to point that out. And they said hello. So hello from Vienna. Hello. Hello from Chicago. Hello. And oh, I also wanted to update. We talked about those maestro pedals last week, Dave. This is good. We're actually using the symphony for for purposes this week. Uh, We talked about maestro pedals and how Gibson brought them back. And we're maybe a little little disappointed. Strong words. uh, Well, I haven't heard them yet sure but in the
0: design i was disappointed
1: yes yeah. uh i did hear them and they sounded pretty okay but they're still just uh, whatever you can listen to the last last week's episode episode 145 if you wanted to get the lowdown on that however i wanted to update that i read an interview with some folks over at maestro slash gibson and they talked about it and i wanted to just update a couple of things first of all when you think about it dave maestro kind of might have been sort of like one of the first if not the first pedal pedal companies mm-hmm. and they were always owned by gibson so we kind of i kind of was like i'm not sure how long they had them i know it's a long time it was right. it was originated you know within the Norlin era of gibson so and maestro
0: was just like what they called that line of pedals
1: there that was their pedal sub brand that they basically started mm-hmm. i guess so i wanted to update that also i wanted to say that uh they addressed the phaser that i was complaining about not showing up in the initial line right?
0: and which is maybe the most interesting of the pedals that came out in the original line i think um,
1: if not that or the fuzz there are a couple yeah. really cool ones and that was one of them and i was like where is it folks i mean might have even yelled a little bit which i don't yell too much on you want show. you want that one and they addressed it in this interview and they said that base basically uh, without saying it in so many words that they're going to with, while the fuzz was the hero of this sort of initial launch this first five the next launch the hero Looks like it might be a phaser pedal.
0: So Okay. Okay, you know, Gibson. I just have to wait a little bit. I'll believe it then. when I see it. We we talked
1: about Gibson NFTs last week. <laughs> I want to talk about NFTs a little bit more this week because, dude, <laughs> this is a big time BFI. And you're going to hate this as much as I oh, and everyone no. else
0: did, It seems like every dude. time we bring up NFTs, it's a BFI. It's
1: getting worse. Dude, check it out. This week, dozens of artists, might have even been hundreds of artists woke up on Tuesday morning to news that their music had been listed on NFT platform HitPiece. Without their knowledge or proper licensing. Oh no! Yeah, man, I can't do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> what? That sounds it, like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, it man. wasn't
1: just indies either. You might be thinking it was just like little artists. Sure. No, uh, Kanye was on there. Brian, you know, two notorious, actually, surprisingly, on Kanye's side, I would say anti NFT artists already. Okay, those two were on there. The Bleachers guy. It was. It was. You know. It was all sorts well-known of stuff. bands. Yeah. In fact, someone that I met this summer and got to have a couple conversations with Ted Leo tweeted, quote, bottom feeding scavengers of late capitalism, sucking the last marrow from our bones and or running a scam on me, you or everyone, because obviously I didn't approve this. And apparently neither did anyone else you'll see on the site. Oh, and my God. He was right. Everyone yeah. who was involved with the speed. Somebody Ortiz, just
0: stole music and then just was like, you can gonna, buy this song from my NFTs. website.
1: That's right. And they did. And well, they, and they were like, well. We're, we're gonna pay them like they, they found oh they yeah were, it, we're, we're, it's it's gonna be mutually beneficial for oh, everybody yeah, right and so this was Tuesday today's Friday I checked uh the what what did I call it hit piece hit this morning tell me it was
0: down please it's
1: down yeah. and there's all it says is oops we started the conversation and we're listening
0: no it should have had the dog with the plug in its mouth like <laughs>
1: like you know when the TV channel goes out you know what I agree I'm going to and I'm gonna dust Speaking of dusty old things, I'm going to dust something off yeah. that I haven't used in this show in a long time because I'm going to give this this BFI a very special get, get,
0: yeah, get fucked piece. Man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's Taking
1: brutal. artist music and then selling them well, as NFTs and their we, songs individually? I, Are you kidding? me? I kind
0: of remember it back in our NFT episode. I can't remember what number it was, but long ago when we were kind of talking about this first, we were talking about songs being used as NFTs. But obviously, it would have to be something that would have to go through a label first. Like it wouldn't just be. Yeah. You can't just like be like, oh, uh I'm Master of Puppets. Songs. There it is. There we go. There's a puppets NLP. come to my website and buy it for fifty thousand dollars and it's your song. <laughs> or now. Under auction, however much oh my you God. think it's gonna yeah, go it's, for. That's madness, dude. Mm-hmm.
1: That happened. You know what already. though?
0: I'm I'm also not surprised. to feel like somebody would have done this by now, or you know, somebody had the, the balls to do this. Like that's crazy. Dude. Do you know what? To go back to the podcast bros thing, podcast bros are not
1: talking shit about nfts podcast bros are like oh dog i work for hit piece and i started this idea because i want to steal stuff and make nfts out of it so yeah fuck nfts fuck fuck all that
0: wow stealing artist music i mean they should get sued man there's like no doubt about it yeah it's gonna
1: it's gonna have to go down man wow real bad news one last thing david i've just this is a real scattered little section here okay i don't care but i just thought of this earlier and i wanted to get i want to get your take on it do you actually i think i might know this about you already but I want to double check on the podcast. Okay, get it for the whole world. To get it. Know. For, get it on the record. Are you? Do you hoard? Are you a tab hoarder? Do you leave tabs open for a long time in
0: browsers? Browser windows? Only accidentally. Oh no, I I. I like to st- I stick and move. I go, I check it out, and then I sometimes I'll just forget to close it. But I, I think you, I think I've seen your browser before. Mm-hmm. And you, you got a, like, a nice list of tabs going there on.
1: There will be right? a row up there typically. Yeah. Usually I'll have a couple things running. Well, right now I'm playing Wordle, so I leave that open at all times. That's, to, like, a, I heard do that's that. a blast. Yeah. Oh, I've been doing it for a solid, I think, I, didn't, I don't know, I would have to look 35 days or nice. something like that. No, yeah, something like that.
0: Why do you, why do you ask if I'm a tab? Uh, well, cuz I realized something order. about myself
1: that I'll do and I wonder if I guess I want I guess maybe now if you don't do it maybe maybe I'm asking our our audience. Oh. Do you ever do this? Mm-hmm. I will often leave a, a tab open while I'm thinking about buying it or making a deal for I it. I do do that. So this week I thought of it because I, you know, I've been I've been kicking around the idea pun intended of mm-hmm. getting myself another electronic drum kit that i haven't had in a minute yeah i like this and there was one that had shown up recently in the chicagoland area for Mm -hmm. a very good deal for a high-end roland it was that td-25 the one you sent me
0: yeah indeed i like that
1: one uh hundreds of dollars below even what the cheapest one is going for right now left the tab open for a few days i'll tell you what dave refreshed it yesterday still there flagged for removal scam i don't know it must have been right if, if unless someone's just unless there's just an angry, angry Craigslister out there like, I don't I don't like this deal that you put up there. I'm going right, to be right. You didn't
0: contact the guy. I so never did. Any, I don't have and any. You, and any it's input. not there anymore. It's gone. You know what, man? I mean, I was thinking about this and this would be like a dick move. Mm. But if let's say you really wanted something and you didn't want anyone else to get it. You could flag something and have it taken down.
1: We've talked about that on this. On here and before. like and I've, kept
0: the email address,
1: I've, dude. Okay, when I was working at Zounds back in the old day, yeah, they were selling because they had a big old studio. They've had a, they have one now. They've they had a few different spaces. They were selling off a bunch of stuff from from one of their old studio, studio spaces, and ba- one of my coworkers was in charge of that. And there was there were a few things that I wanted, and he was like, "No, I have to like do it through Craigslist first. And then, like, if it doesn't sell via Craigslist, then you can buy this. And I still have one of these, which is a recording light. It's that recording light that I have. That oh, like, cool, yeah. You know, standard recording light you're used to seeing everywhere. And he had it. I had it listed down there for like 120 bucks, which was pretty expensive. And uh, I swear, I I cross my heart and hope to die, it wasn't me, but. Someone kept flagging that listing just because on they didn't Craigslist. want it to come up, and yeah. he was convinced that it was me because oh. he thought that I because I wanted to buy it, I kept flagging. It. I was like, I promise, yeah. I swear on everything that it, w- it isn't me. And I swear, I'm putting it on the record again on the show that it wasn't me. But that is how I acquired because they, they kept getting flagged. He's like, "Fuck it, you can just buy it." And I was like, bucks. And I ah, 20 bucks," and so
0: it worked anyways, even if it wasn't. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Well, well, you could thank someone else, I guess, for flagging it. Random Maybe they wanted it just stranger. Steadily. Yeah, that is a funny thing. Thing, though because there is no and this is kind of the beauty and the weirdness about craigslist right it runs itself basically so mm. you know i think when you when you t- like they'd have no idea that it's not you clicking that and flagging it every like five true minutes, you yeah know? um but yeah that's uh that's interesting i wonder what happened with the kit though i wonder what happened with that drum kit i don't know
1: but it was it that was sucks. it was several hundred dollars cheap so it is possible and and, and you'll if you'll recall i i did bemoan the quality of the photographs in mm-hmm. that Yep. Because they were were from a flip phone I think I said you took it from a Tamagotchi or something. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I could ask you this. Now, this would be, I don't know if it's a desperate move, but it it could be a strategic move. Mm. You know, you could post a, um, you know, looking for the guy who was trying to sell that Roland drum kit or want to buy Roland drum kit like sort of thing. Oh, a little feeler post. Well, because I could only assume somebody who posts on Craigslist also watches Craigslist, you know, viewing it as a buyer and a seller. Sure, okay. So maybe he'll see your ad and you could just be like, hey, Yeah, you just poke you just poke the the cobwebs a little bit and say, well what's back there? What's hidden behind that wall?" Yeah, sometimes you gotta box? knock the asbestos oh, off man. the wall off the wall there. But that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so just be like, hey, or just be like, you know, was someone here selling Roland or I'm looking for a Roland V kit? Like, you know, stuff like that. You might, some, idea, you might get some weirdos popping in your inbox, but that's kind is, of, that's Craigslist. It's maybe. more fodder for the podcast next week. That's so, right. Yeah. Speaking of fodder for the podcast, dude, before we get to my
1: favorite thing that I get to say every yeah. week. I wanted to talk a little bit about someone that you and I talked about this morning okay? real quick, because this is a, this is a, a unique situation where there, we just, dis- I, we, I, whatever discovered, you don't even want to, how what does that word even mean for the first time I learned about this artist named Willie Dunn yeah and really listen to this amazing song and I learned a little bit about the guy. And he was this activist and actor and, and songwriter and musician, guitar player, singer stuff, Canadian guy. For folks who don't know Willie Dunn, go check out the song, The Ballad of Crowfoot. And here's the deal. So the reason I'm bringing it up right now is that I was like, man, there really needs to be a documentary about this guy. Did a little Googling and whatnot. Nothing. Couldn't find any. Even like a even like a YouTube rundown of like, here's the story of, of Willie Dunn. Right. But ironically, I suppose, he himself, Willie Dunn, made a documentary. And that's kind of what he was famous for, is that, that song, The Ballad of Crowfoot, uh, which was about this Blackfoot chief, there's a 10-minute... Because the song's 10 minutes long, which is kind of ridiculous. It's epic. But yeah. there's a ten, there's a, a or sort of documentary film that goes along
0: with... The, the song?
1: Yeah. Like was, a music video almost? Which is credited by many as the first Canadian music video. 1969. It also... Uh, won the Golden Hugo at the 1969 Chicago Independent Film Fest, or no, I'm sorry, International Film Fest.
0: Wait, so there's an there's an earlier recording of it from 69. The recording that that's oh, the that oh that was it that's it. So no. that wasn't a new oh I thought that was a new release. No, that's
1: that's an old song. Oh wow, and there is okay. a video that goes with that. because it did
0: say uploaded like 2021 on the thing. Oh, Spotify. I know Bullshit, I get that, yeah. but I was also like you know I, I wish they would put the year of the album on there sometimes. Yeah, but um, or maybe they do. Original and I didn't release. See it. There's yeah. probably somewhere to get that info yeah. but it,
1: you're right it is when they have like oh this this remastered version right. was released in 2020 and so that's I, I think i've
0: heard that name before but yeah i, I don't recall listening to that song ever so that's cool so did you watch the video i didn't watch it yet Dave. cool
1: yeah I, I learned that like literally i was looking the stuff up about him as we were talking about it earlier and then got sidetracked doing all our sh- sheesh
0: and then we sent each other hoffners too this morning so and we both sent each other
1: <laughs> not only did we send each other hoffners freaking the 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 Paul McCartney Spacey ones that we are talking about yeah. that we couldn't find yeah, the we didn't closed. you never see those close pickup ones no but that might sound sort of poopy They're probably don't sound that great. Else. Yeah. yeah so there's a reason they probably moved that thing. I know it was such but a was, dude the, I read that I might I'm probably gonna cut this out too I read that interview with the bass player from Tesla which is what that was about okay like yeah I didn't was. read the
0: whole thing I kind of skimmed it a little bit but this is a this is new this
1: like was a recent article. He said, and this is the band Tesla, you know, they've had like a lot of hits yeah. for decades. He said that is the first bass magazine interview he'd ever done in really? his life. Ever. Wow. The bass player from Tesla, who I mean, obviously I don't even know his name, but yeah. uh ne- had never done an interview. And and he's one of the songwriters of the band, too. Right. And that's one of the things he talks about in the interview is that he he never he never viewed himself there's a there's a difference between Playing the bass and being a bass player, and he said that I play the bass, but I'm not a bass player. He's like Paul wow. McCartney plays the bass, but he's not a bass player. But then there's yeah. bass players like I don't know if he names names, but you know you think of like Victor Wooten or something like someone sure. that's like a a bassist, a bassist, right? And he's like I'm not, I've never been able just I've a musician that. that. Yeah.
0: That was his plays his base. sword. Yeah, he
1: plays Hoffners and Thunderbirds. Yeah,
0: and yeah, he had a few in the in the photos. An active five string
1: Warwick was the main one for a long time now. t <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I might cut back in after that like weird little diatribe. We just sideways. Just like went back. Do in like the a <laughs> fade in to active
0: Warwick. And- <laughs> t-shirt. Uh, uh, no,
1: okay, that, was, dude. that was cool. But speaking of cool stuff. Oh, is it time? Oh, it's time. Get your freaking phone out because I get to say my two favorite words I get to say every week. And those words are Dames Wow. Didn't even warm up, folks. That was really nice, man. Hmm, was it? I don't know. I might have blown out your ears ears a little bit. No. I tried, to, I tried to pull Your
0: volume is bit. really good today. And you kind of you did the back. My thing. volume's good? Oh, wow. Really good. I haven't changed a dang thing. I know. That's, I think it was because you were doing like, you were leaning back. Like Getting off it. What do you got for it? I watched a film last a night. A flim? Yeah, I watched a flim. What is it? I watched a movie. In 1978, The Buddy Holly Story, starring Gary Busey. Oh, Wow, that came out in 1978. 1978. Wow. And I will say this it does not seem like a film from like a lot of movies to me in the 70s are kind of slow and like there's just old, a lot movies, of like, are old movies are boring. Old movies are boring. This is a really good movie, man. I remember you seeing BC it when I was great. younger
1: and loved it, but I don't remember a it's about the, it. It's in
0: the, um if you look up like, you know, top movies about bands or whatever, it's definitely always in that list.
1: Okay. Before I let you get to anything else, sure. You know, the pressing question. Yeah. Did they get the strats right?
0: No. I'm shaking, No, I'm shaking my you're head.
1: shaking your head. What happened?
0: Okay, well, I'll get right into it. Yeah, uh, this is Gearbuds, man. Yeah, so it's you know the he pa- he passed away in 1959, and wow, so that was Hope when that plane so. crash was, yeah. and, and and it was him, the Big
1: Bopper, the Big Bopper, and, and Richie Valens, Richie Valens,
0: yeah, which is fucking so another sad. movie about it, La Bamba, yeah, dude. So this is this is crazy. So the the guitars, I'll just get to the guitar yeah. parts because like the movie, I mean, it's it's interesting, but it's like not the great, not the craziest story mm-hmm. ever. But basically, in the beginning, he's playing this roller rink thing, and it's, like, 1956. Okay. And right away, there's a... Uh, Tell me there's Rosewood. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, there's a Fender uh, Bronco, which I guess there were, like, mid-'50s Duo Sonics and Music Masters, or at least Duosonics, but they were all maple back then. Okay, yeah. Uh, this was a Rosewood Bronco. Mm. So it had, like, the bridge pickup single coil, and that was it. Like, it didn't have the two. Hmm. And it was red and it had a rosewood. And I was calling, like, oh, that's not right. Because that <laughs> would have really been pulled out of the. It would have been at least early mid 60s. And then I was like, well, okay, whatever. So uh, I got past that. And then later he has a Telecaster. And I was like, cool. He has a Telecaster. I don't know if he ever played a Telecaster. but yeah, he had maybe. A, But he had a white Telecaster with a black pick card, which is very 70s. And it had the 70s logo on the headstock. And I'm like, oh, really? oh so they just bought brand new guitars in 1978. And then, like, that's wow. what he used for this movie. And then at the very end, he's playing. Which I always thought Buddy Holly had the maple Stratocaster, like the mid '50s. But I th- yeah, I pick, can picture him with the a red one. I can picture him with the sunburst. The sunburst one—that's one. like the classic. And uh, no, in this he was playing um, a rosewood. So what I would assume would be a '58, '59 was really when the when the rosewood came prominent into Fender. With the strat and it was uh it had a 70s decal on the headstock and that made me real sad
1: but it it wasn't like a big oversized headstock at
0: least no uh you know that's a good question i didn't i couldn't really tell if it was like the bigger headstock but it definitely had like the tv letters on where it said strat and i was like okay so they just didn't care that much about Mm -hmm. that but they hit it with the other stuff well maybe actually no because when did uh when did the fender blonde stuff come out like 60. Sixty one maybe? Which like are you talking like, like, a, the, like amps. the telly? I'm sorry, like oh the amps? Oh, the amps? Yeah.
1: Oh transition from the, the tweed, tweed was to all the 50s. blonde. Yeah. The, yeah, the I think f- nineteen sixty was when the blonde stuff I, I've started. I've seen happening. a sixty three was
0: the earliest blonde action. That's seen.
1: after they you know, they were always Right. there was oh you know, tweeds would come out later. There was like the drip edge where it was still a black face, but it had the silver face aesthetics. Like there was weird little transitions, but, but I to me blonde Bl- blonde when starts did blonde in tolex come out?
0: Right. So that was wrong because, like, yeah. they're playing in, like, you know, 1957, and there's, like, all, uh, it's all blonde fender, like, mm. showmans and fender bass yeah. on the, you know, I'm like, no. They tried. Um, the guy, the bass player was playing an upright bass, like, his bass player of the Crickets mm-hmm. was, um, because they were just a trio, which I thought was actually interesting. Um, They were uh, he was playing like an upright bass, but then there's a scene where they're playing with this other band and he's got an electric 50s. So I was like, all right, they hit the mid 50s, like the telly looking Mm -hmm. style, you know, the original P bass. One Um, of your dream bows. Yeah, one of my one of my babies. But um, yeah, other than that, it was, uh, you know, they were wrong, wrong with the gear. He's from Lubbock, Texas. Oh, I didn't realize he was, he was from Texas. Actually. Texas boy. Uh, he went to Nashville. So it's a kind of a cool story. He was doing this roller rink thing. And I think he's supposed to be like 18 or 19 because his parents were talking about how he didn't go to college. He was supposed to go to the seminary. Mm. And they're like, You didn't go to the seminary. We're so disappointed in you. And like, You didn't go to college. And he's like, Well, whatever. I want to play music. So he's playing this roller rink thing. And they're broadcasting it on the radio, which I thought was kind of cool at the time because like the guy, the DJ is like at the station, like broadcasting what they're playing live from this. roller rink and there's even a scene where he's got this like old school headset on and he's talking to the dj like somehow um talking about you know the levels or whatever so they go and they they do their songs and at first they play like a country song because that you know it's texas in the mid 50s and then he plays his rock and roll you know and i think he played like um i don't know one of the fucking songs on there but it like people went ape shit dude They went and started skating all crazy town. He goes, This one's for the boppers because they used to call it bop
1: back then. And they call them bops now. And man. I can't get into that because I'm too old to say it, but that's what younger people say. I I would go to the
0: bop with you if you ever want to go check out the local Uh, band at the bop. 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 So, uh, he. Oh, the that'll be the day when I die was like kind of as big. That'll, that'll be the day. Be the be the day. day da, da, da. So anyways, picture sweaty Gary Busey The guy gets in trouble. With glasses on. So the, the DJ gets in trouble for fucking um, playing the song like over the radio mm-hmm. airways. But you could tell like the DJ liked it. He was supporting him. And actually it's, he owes a lot of his fame to this specific DJ who like kind of, kind of was sending out his records and stuff. So anyways, he's like, yeah, go to Nashville. I got this contact. They really liked what they heard. Mm-hmm. Go there and you'll be able to record your song. He's like, great. And he goes there and then they're like, you got to do it our way. We're doing country, like no drums, you know, like even the bass player is not like playing the bass. Like it's just like a string section yeah. in the back, like, really weird uh, lap steel kind of shit, you know, and, and they're going, that'll be the day oh, no. when you, and I'm like, oh, and the band is like not feeling it. They're like not harmonizing. It's pretty funny. And he's like, we want to do it our way. And they're like, no. So then they go back home and then the DJ's like, "Um, I sent out your, I sent out your record to... These guys in New York City. And he's like, We don't have a record. And he's like, Well, I recorded you when you were at the roller rink. And uh Buddy Holly's like, Well, wait, like you recorded me? How does it sound? Like, I didn't even like know that you fucking recorded my band, dude. Like, you just sent a record out there, but the New York guys loved it and they had them come in. And so they set them up. They uh first of all, they're shocked because they didn't think they were white guys, which at the time Mm -hmm. was like, you know, you could kind of understand that because they've only heard them and there's no internet, Mm -hmm. you have no way. And so they get out there and then they're booked at the Apollo. So they have to play the Apollo. Is this real? Did this really happen? I'm assuming it really happened. And they're playing the Apollo with, get this, dude. This is fucking awesome. They played with Fats Domino, Sam Cooke, and Chuck Berry for their first real gig. That's, That's too much. At the Apollo. Come on. I don't know. Maybe this isn't true. This is late 70s, like, you know make up yeah, right. make a movie make it awesome kind let's of thing make it awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna let's just let's, let's just go believe it, it. Let's, let's just believe whatever it. hollywood tells us this is us. dave's let's docs go. man the, the, dave's flicks Frick, so of course friend flicks they open the curtains and like everyone's like what and then they start rocking and then everybody loves it and that'll the best be the day yeah they do that they did um i'm trying to think of some of his other songs that were really good you know it was a cool story you know that roll like that roller coaster song and uh yeah. are getting closer there's a, there's a glockenspiel in that song. Uh-huh. And in the scene where they're rehearsing it in the garage, he's kind of writing it as they go. And they're in the garage rehearsing. And he's like, he's like, what's that high pitched? And it was like a cricket in the ceiling or something. And they couldn't find where the noise was coming from. And he's like, go home, and get your glockenspiel. We're going to like add that sound to the song. And I don't know if that's a real story either, but. It's a pretty cool Don't tale. Believe it, baby. This is the magic of podcasts. This is the magic, in Hollywood. Dude. Um so yeah, man, it was pretty fucking cool. It sounds
1: like it, pretty, like it was a pretty entertaining movie. It was a style. very
0: entertaining movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like I said, you know, 70s movies are kind of boring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> except for except for like Rocky. You know, there's not a lot of good Godfather's okay, I guess. But there's uh It was a good movie, man. And I actually oh, didn't know we
1: upset film buff nation. And yeah. We were well, this isn't film buds, hate. man. No,
0: I mean, it's not. If they want to, you know, debate, we can do that. Um Anyways, it was fucking good. I didn't know Gary Busey was like, I don't know how old that guy is because I thought he was relevant in like the 90s. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's. And this was 78 and he right. looked like he was probably 25 at that time or something. I mean, I so.
1: just, I picture him running around in, in the, freaking, uh, in Point Break.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. With his teeth. With his teeth leading the way. So his teeth were the star, man, the star of the show. So speaking
1: of stars, were there any other big name actors or actresses? I this? didn't,
0: I recognize the bass player, but I don't know his name and mm-hmm. I didn't look it up. Um, but other than that, no, like there was like nobody I noticed and maybe, maybe the film buffs could it was, chime in It was on a Busey vehicle. But I was looking through, you know how they do the opening credits and you're kind of like scanning it like, oh, maybe I'll know some mm-hmm. other people in this and Nothing. no, there wasn't anybody so famous.
1: So does, I'm assuming, I mean, you know, there's not that much story to tell. How old is he when the, when the plane crash happened? Well,
0: if he, if I'm, a, they never really talked about age specifically, but yeah. if this roller rink thing was like 56 and he was probably, let's say 18, maybe let's say 19. So early 20s. And then he only was a. He, he died in 59. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to say he was 20 or 21. That's gnarly. It's crazy, man. Um, Yeah, and the, and the plane thing was sad. This is something I actually know about that story, um, especially with Richie Valen's side of it, because I've seen La Bamba a handful That's of right. times. But he Richie Valen specifically wasn't supposed to get on this plane. Their bus broke down. And then they got another bus mm-hmm. that didn't have heat on it, I guess. It was the only bus they could find to get him to the gig the next night. And they were in, like, Iowa. Like, they weren't even at, like, a cool place. No offense to Iowa. But, like, they were in a small town in Iowa. Fuck Iowa, y'all. Yeah, you know? It's fine. <laughs> you can drive through. But um, so I thought it was interesting in the, in the Richie Valens movie. He was actually sick. He had, like, a fever. And then Big Bopper was like, dude, why don't you fly on the plane and because it has heat mm-hmm. and then you know all somebody else will get on the bus there was a fourth guy that was kind of playing with him i forget who right that, but they trade he traded seats with somebody basically and that was the plane that went down so and the movie doesn't get into that they kind of like it's like the last gig you kind of can tell like he's like seeing his his wife and like she's she's pregnant and all this stuff and you could tell like the way he's saying goodbye you're like okay this is gonna be the last time he Holly it has a kid he must she was pregnant when he passed mm-hmm. away so damn yeah he must um it was funny he he married the secretary of the record label that he was that he got signed to buddy his real name no his real name i wrote it in here
1: jason (laughs) Kazimakis. charles charles holly charles holly chuck holly that's kind of a nice name it sounds like a race car driver it does it does especially from all right give us a totally arbitrary ranking what do you
0: got uh i liked it as a film um, maybe not as a doc so yeah, much, sure. but definitely as a film. Uh, it was entertaining, and I thought the acting was really good. Actually, surprisingly, and it's not boring. Even though it's from the seventies, wasn't boring. Uh, they did not nail the um, the gear. Oh, I will say this one mm. last thing. I think they were either playing the parts, actually playing the parts, or they were mimicking it, like perfectly because it didn't sound. It didn't sound like it was a you know when they go into the song and you can tell it's like a studio recording. Mm-hmm. I think they were actually playing like most of the movie. Hmm. Yeah, so that, that was would pretty be cool. Something. There's little intricacies where like he laughs into the mic and like it's dead on, and I'm like, okay, I think they're. And you watch his hands, you're like, he's playing this. Either shit. that or a, a credit to the editors. Yes, or very very good editing, but the sound didn't shift the way it does in movies sometimes. When how many really how many pairs of black glasses did you give? This? Seven and a half. Is that what it was going to be? Thick, thick room glasses. That's fucking yeah, awesome, dude. dude.
1: So, touch yep. tips,
0: Buddy Holly, man. Check it out.
1: What's it called again? It's called the Buddy Holly story, I think. And where was it on the yep. interwebs or something? Yeah, like YouTube and Amazon on and the stuff. It. Sick, man. Good yeah, one. Check it out. Love it. All right. Buddy Holly. Yeah, back you to the know, r- it's a rock and roll, baby. I will say,
0: Send over some more docs. I'm kind of running a little dry. All right. Then, I'll hit you up. I yeah, got a bunch of know, stuff dude, on the wings waiting. I, I got a few that I'm thinking about watching. Like the, uh, I heard the Kanye one's actually pretty good. I'll watch it. I haven't watched it yet.
1: I heard he's in the studio with Marilyn Manson, which sounds like the worst <laughs> fucking
0: idea I've well, ever Well, Marilyn, remember they did the- um, The Chicago Soldier yeah, Field deal. So, yeah, that makes sense. And then- um, what's That the makes one? sense. <laughs> there's a, there's one about Kid Cudi. Do you ever listen to Kid Cudi? I, you know, I, I can get down. I got into the second album, The Man on the Moon 2, was a really good album. Getting
1: a lot of, a lot of heat right now after, uh, or I guess a lot of love after Joe Burrow shot him out. And Joe Burrow is about to be in the Super Bowl. Oh really? He was, he was someone was asking him recently about his favorite artist. Oh really? Did he say Cuddy? Yeah. That's also cool. from
0: Ohio. I think he's got an interesting story because from what I've known, he was like a raging alcoholic, mm. and um, I think he's clean now and like he's just like taking care of himself. So I, I always it. love that story like that. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yep. So maybe maybe next week. Who knows? Dude, love a good Dave's doc. Thank you, man. Yeah. Good job.
1: Let's get into a little future gear, and then we're getting a little something else, and then we're getting a little something else. Okay. First, we're just talking about some new gear. They came out a couple of things I thought were neat and interesting in the future gear world. And this first one is a thing, Dave, and I say this a lot on this show, and it happens maybe 15% of the time, but this time I mean it <laughs> 100% of the time. And that is that Akai has released a new MPK mini Play Mark III, which is basically it's just a little mini keyboard. Yep. And it's awesome for a number of reasons. I'm going to tell you why I want it. Okay. First of all, it's small. It's a little portable guy. I've got I've got plenty of big ones. Twenty five like full size controllers, all this stuff. It's yeah, I think a little twenty five key controller, but easily fit in any sort of little satchel or yeah, uh, the tick bum bum bag one might have the tick for your guitar for your mono, or, tick. For your mono tick guitar case that definitely fit in, in any of that sort of thing. But you might you might be thinking, well, that sounds like a cute little mini controller, and it's got twenty five keys. It's got eight pads and yeah. you know akai they make the i've NPCs. got the one that
0: kind of everybody has i think it's got like eight drum pads and then it's got the 25 keys sure. and the knobs on the top yeah. check this out so it's got all that but
1: this one this mark 3 has a built-in sound engine so not only can you like do midi stuff but it has a little speaker and it has built-in sound so you can just play like electric piano or synthesizer sounds without having to like do MIDI anything? That's huge. Yeah, and it's still just one hundred and twenty dollars. What? One hundred twenty bucks. That's cheap for just a MIDI controller. It seems. Yeah, like. it's a, just a, it's a little portable right. MIDI controller, perfect but for you don't backpack need, situation. Don't need MIDI. and it also has built-in sounds. You don't even need a speaker.
0: headphone got got got, a It's got a little,
1: little Casio style speaker. No built way! That, I love that. I know, me too, dude.
0: That makes me think like people really haven't come out with that in a and long time. And
1: again, it, remember, it has those eight drum pads so you can also do like drum beats sure. and stuff on there not just play like little yeah. keyboard parts it is and plus it still has all the full midi capabilities so you can do all that stuff that you normally do yeah. with a computer oh i love it. i am i am i am probably i mean i think it's a great for idea.
0: that price i mean you could just sit on the couch and write songs all day dude all day that's great or
1: take it when you go freaking visit your favorite aunties in arizona yeah. throw it in your backpack right. and then you've got a, you've got that and a laptop you've got a freaking studio yeah you do Oh, I love it! Throw a little a little Focusrite or Universal Audio interface, if you so choose, and then in the mix of the microphone, you can take over the world. <laughs> and uh, I should mention today, finally, the, we talked about the Universal Audio Volt interfaces. Yeah. the cheap—they're cheap, cheap Focusrite killers, right? Right. Finally available. Like the chips are available. Oh, is that you right? can actually get your hands on them now. You can buy one right now. You can go to the store today. Go head <laughs> to your local favorite mom and pop shop or guitar center Man.
0: or whatever. Sure, right is not happy. about Not that. happy about <laughs> it.
1: So, a couple other guitars were announced that I wanted to mention. And this first one, Dave, I don't want to be too much of a downer. You know, I try to be positive on this yeah. show. But this is something that I'll be honest. Makes you sad? No, it doesn't make me sad because I don't really have a big pony in the race. But I will <laughs> say that it made me. Uh, it, I just, I just, it made me feel a little, uh, a little, just kind of, uh, I guess. I I felt I feel like it's just sort of inherently dorky, and I feel bad for Gibson because I love Gibson so much. Wow. And and okay, so I'm probably I'm probably making this sound a lot worse than yeah, it is. Yes, just hit me with it. Gibson has announced a new signature Les Paul for Mike Ness of Social Distortion. Okay. All good things that I just said. I'm not a Social Distortion guy, but I think a lot of people are. Yeah, people really like some good him. Songs. I'm pretty sure Mike Ness could kick my ass. Like all these things are true. He also now has a signature 1976 Gibson Les Paul Deluxe
0: okay. with P90s gold top. A Deluxe with P90s. Hmm.
1: And it's it's a 76. So first of all, let me just say that, that it's it's very oh, interesting to me. I've seen this. That it's got, it's still like, it's doing the, this is the first part of it. Is that this is a guitar that's that's using all the features from an era of gibson guitars which frankly i like and i have a les paul that has a lot of these features but have been derided on all the on, on all the gear but gear boy forums for however many years sure. saying that like this era of gibsons are all bad and sure. all the construction methods the are, purists bad. are not happy. it's got a three-piece maple neck which is just like a not gibson thing even though my les paul which everyone loves and actually my uh my uh, 335 has a three-piece neck, mm-hmm. two-piece plain maple top, and a mahogany maple mahogany back, which means it's pancake, pancake style, yeah. which people supposedly hate, right? Okay. This is now. Not only is this, this this signature guitar, this is the second part of it. This is custom shop Murphy aged, right? So you know that we're is talking going to be cheap, yeah. and that's where the part where I think maybe you're going to cringe a little bit comes in because it also has stickers on it. Dave. I saw that. And I I saw the a stickers
0: and I couldn't even click on it. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I get, I'm sure they aren't making tons of these guitars. I just have to wonder how many people really want to spend the thousands of dollars it's going to be to get a Norlin era Gibson with like someone else's fake wear and stickers on it already. It just feels freaking dorky to me, man. Like, you know what it reminded me of that? Remember that Joe Strummer Telly that came out? That one was worse though, because that was actually like the wear was painted on. It, like it wasn't actually relic it, right. like, it looked like it a it relic but it was like a sticker to make it look like it was relic do you remember it that was? yes
0: see i've never held one in person oh yeah but you know i was looking at those when i was flipping because those things would sell cheap once in a while and people were paying like thousands of well eight thousand dollars for one for what uh the joe strummer and you could get one for like yeah. six seven hundred bucks so it was a quick flip i will say this what i like about more about the strummer though it came with the stickers on the side you didn't have to put the stickers. Truth, on. yeah. You but could just, the, but wear the, the like relicing, right? The relicing was, was awful. Fake. Yeah. It was faked. Yeah, it, it was looked ridiculous really bad too. So, uh, well, but that was also a eight hundred dollar guitar versus a yeah, somewhere like eight thousand. Yeah, something like yeah. yeah,
1: But yeah, this this is this is I don't know how I haven't seen an actual price of this one. Uh, yeah, it's maybe I don't know if ten thousand, but maybe yeah. close, man. Honestly, well,
0: you you bring up a good point because I love the Murphy Lab stuff. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Like, I it's really. I'm not a huge Relic guy, but when it's done right, and, and he does it right for sure, or they do it right, that team.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 we talked about it on the show. I went to CME, and I got to check out a bunch of the Murphy Lab stuff. And, and you it, said they
0: play great. It feels great. Yeah. Um, they feel like old guitars. Which is the most important thing. But that, they're taking 59 bursts. They're taking, you know, uh, 50s gold tops. 61 SG standard. Just kind of the ones that people really can't truly afford. But if you wanted to find a Norlin era... Maybe not a gold top deluxe of P90s, but you could probably find something for a lot less. Definitely. So it's interesting that they made a less desirable guitar to the purists who would spend yes. that money on something like that. It's none of it makes that it much. Doesn't sense really to make me. sense. Yeah, it's a good and, point. And
1: um, it just uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand. So yeah. someone someone show me the ways. To let me know why that. I, mean, uh, I, mean, I think Social Distortion has a lot of fans, but I don't know if they like want to spend if they're the people potentially that are five figures on a. Norlin, les paul
0: yeah know. yeah i did see that it has like a white bumper sticker on it or something doesn't it? it's like a big sticker isn't it it's
1: got it's got a few different stickers i know yeah. it has like an i voted sticker it has like some sort of 90s flame sort of thing i can't remember exactly There, are th- i know there are th- two of them are pretty big stickers on there
0: you know that's what i really respect about fender when they released that uh that flea jazz bass because you know flea has that 61 jazz bass yes it's like shell pink or it's white and it's kind of faded to a pink color whatever it is he has a big round sticker on that thing and it's like right where his arm is and it's kind of worn. They didn't even include the sticker with the thing. Like if you want to go track the mm-hmm. sticker down on eBay Did. and buy it, you can do that. If you want to make Dave's day, don't <laughs> put a sticker in, in no, the package. No, but that's, that's what I appreciate. They put all the rest of the stuff, like the stack knobs and like the, you know, the kind of like the measurements of a 61 uh, and then they were like, we'll just sell it like, that. it's road worn. So it's, you know, you can have your opinion on that. Yeah. But the point is like, they didn't, they didn't put stickers on for you. Put
1: your own stickers on, or in Dave's don't opinion, put don't put on stickers on Guitars, please.
0: You know what? I want to get your opinion on something else, Dave. I love it. Let's go. You got a new pedal? Yes. yes. Dave's new
1: pedal. It was a it
0: was a spur of the moment purchase. Man. Yeah. So tell us about it. What'd you get, dude? And you know, I've I, we talk about a lot of Chicago builders on here, and I love supporting this great city. Of course. And you got I got a Blackhawks hat on right now. I got my Hawks hat on. I I got a Chicago Stomp Works. Uh, and it's called the Gray Spec, the Gray Spec, which I guess uh, is a, I guess you'd call it a rebuild of the 250 OD
1: circuit. It is a, it is an homage to the Gray Spec version of yeah. the Dod
0: Od 250, right? Which is great distortion pedal. Excellent distortion pedal. And here's why I bought it. I was, uh, I was at my space with my bud hanging out, and I was talking about analog bass pedals. And I, I do want to get an analog. I wanted to get an analog overdrive. So I was looking at the MXR, mm-hmm. which is nice, but it has two extra knobs. And if you know me, like <laughs> I think you do, I'm not a knobby boy, dude. <laughs> Less knobs the better, man. Um, well, he had the gray spec there, and he wasn't uh-huh. even on his board. He's like, hey, I actually have this like in a bag. You want to try it out? And I was like, I tried it out, and I was like, this sounds fucking awesome. And he goes, how much do you think this costs? And I was like, I don't know, hundred bucks, hundred fifty mm-hmm. bucks. That's what the MXR is. Brand new, it's one hundred fifty. Yeah. Used, eighty five, ninety. I go. He goes, dude, sixty five bucks. And I was like, what? And he goes, you can buy it right now from their website. Yeah,
1: from Chicago Stomp. Not Works. even
0: secondhand. I think secondhand they were actually asking more on those. Uh, so I bought it from Chicago Stompworks. Free shipping, by the way. Sixty five bucks, dude. They're probably right down the street. Ordered it on Friday night, and it showed up on Monday afternoon. Amazing. Yeah. Maybe it was Tuesday morning, but still. What a glorious That's our USPS right now. But yeah, so I fucking love it. Um, It's way quieter, I would say, than my... So I was using the Boss OD3. Uh ODB3. ODB3, the yellow one. Um, It was just too noisy. I could never dial it in. It would be either too loud and like whiny, or it wouldn't be loud enough when I clicked it on. It's just I could never get it right with my setup. I tried the Grace back out before I bought it, which was awesome because when do you actually get to do that in my board, like in my room, in your rig, through right? my rig? Yeah, which is like a pretty rare opportunity, and I loved it right away. Um, I loved how you can go pretty crazy with it, but I have it set about noon on both controls, so it's a volume and then a blend, pretty much, or a uh, wet dry, you know. And uh, that's how do you have it set? Like pretty much both at noon, Just yeah, straight up. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I think I actually have it a little on the drier side in a little bit um just because it was getting pretty wild right away when i turned it on but then That's i That's what
1: you like you like things that can get a little wild oh dude you
0: if you on. go all the way i mean it's feeding back yeah. it's doing all kinds of shit now as far as i know this isn't really technically a bass pedal it's not um there's no you know there's no knob for like mids or boost or bass boost it's really a, high a preamp current.
1: pedal it's not because it's yeah. it's just like it's just level and gain there's no like equalization or anything yeah going
0: on. and um holy fuck man it's it's all i needed i actually you got it to on? use it not the whole time no no, no okay. i don't need so, to. It's, so you
1: kick it on to kick it like on for just, some just get a little nastiness
0: and that's that's all i was looking for Dude, man i'm um, so happy to hear that
1: and you know why why else hmm. i'm I'm the freaking godfather, father and that is i, so I don't it, have yeah. one but that is i mean that was originally a yeah do, a dod pedal which also i didn't know this by the way do you know what dod stands for Uh. Uh-uh. hold on to your butts david Oresti Di francesco
0: the name is so the name's
1: guy's name. He oh. made these pedals. I had no idea. And so the one that you're, the gray spec, they call it that because it originally used, there were a few different gray specs. I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, please. LM 741 chip. Not to be confused with the LM 308, which is the white face rat chip. Okay. But the 741 is a supposedly what the gray spec sound is all about. And I'll tell you, my friend, and I already mentioned this. That's the Ingve Malmstein pedal. Oh, that, he nice! He turns he turns that puppy on into a wall full of Marshalls, and that's his sound. Hell yeah! He even, in fact, there is a signature YGM YJM three hundred eight because of that. Or I'm sorry, wait, YJM. I can't remember what it's called. YJM something pedal. It's a great spec Dod baby. So yeah. if you ever need, if you ever need to over like pay double for the one that you have already, right. Go get that.
0: Well, that's what sold me, man. I I don't know how they don't charge more for this pedal it's it's a meat and potatoes i mean there's
1: not a lot going on in, the, in that circuit sure so sure they're ch- because it's bought because they can sell it direct
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love but it
1: but they're i mean realistically they're probably making 20 bucks it's not like they're making yeah a that's kind
0: of what i mean i'm like man you know these guys are great i would love to uh Support have conversation them with them support them more
1: yeah maybe get maybe get them over i, at the I, old house to I don't recall stuff.
0: i mean do you have you ever owned any other their pedals before? i have not no um i know i went on their website and did you go on there they did, have yeah they it's i kind of like when they do this but they list stuff that is sold out because i yeah. do want to see what they have what they've made before and sure. they do i guess they do a really good rat copy and i guess the um they do the i believe it's the the maestro fuzz copy
1: I think. it was a, that's exactly
0: right and those were both sold out they were which but means um, they don't have the parts right now, so they can I, throw them together. I also felt kind of good because after I bought mine, I checked sold out. And baby! it was sold out. And I was like, Hell I yeah. got the last one. Sweet. So, uh, how did you? Th- what do you think
1: about the design? The actual aesthetic? I love it. It's title? just
0: it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of all I need. Simple man with a simple taste. Yeah, and little. A it's. A, I got a black one. Uh, John's for some reason was gray, and then when I bought mine, it was black. But oh. I don't think it makes a difference. It looks fucking awesome on my board. And I've again, only seen gray. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know if they just. Like, it is called the gray. Spec, started painting them. Yeah. Um, the lettering is gray but now it's a yeah, black box so cool. it's just a fucking little cool pedal i want to support these guys i want to see what else they got out there and um throw it on a base it works on base cool. so there you go
1: that's exciting I'm, I'm so and that was such a a cheap addition to the rig to make something so
0: much more exciting can i say one more thing about my rig that i learned please and we talked briefly about it but i think everybody should know and this might make me sound really dumb but i learned about fuzz first I learned oh, about Fuzz First on Friday night. Right,
1: Share what you learned with the folks, Dave. So
0: Let them know. So I have a Red Witch Fuzz pedal, Red Witch Fuzz God 2, which I oh, love. Yes. We've talked about it at, yeah. at length. Yeah. In
1: fact, with the maker himself, yeah. Ben Fulton, on the yeah, show. Yeah,
0: it's just fucking amazing. Um, and I may have been using it incorrectly almost this entire time. Uh, Pulse, I, Pulse I was able more. to get a usable sound out of it. But I wasn't using it to its full capacity because I was running a tuner pedal into the fuzz pedal. It was the next pedal in the stage.
1: In other words, Dave was running a buffer. Yes. Before fuzz pedal, which sometimes works, but frankly, folks, almost almost usually, it's going to sound better if you put your fuzz first.
0: Yeah. So I learned that, and then same I same
1: sh- with a wah pedal. Should you ever add one of those to your rig, that I switched you want it that around,
0: and I switched it around, and it was, and I actually was able to A B it because I had everything still kind of hooked up. So I was like, "All right, try it with the, you know, the buffer," and then, you know, we plugged it in just to the fuzz, and it was like, "Oh my god, dude!" Mm-hmm. The whole thing came to life. And here's what I will say: and John, what else? John saying? got kind of pissed because he brought out he has a green Russian big muff, uh-huh. like the big fucking yeah. one, and he brought it out, and he's like, "Let's see how it sounds with this." Yeah, and I was like, "All right." And he plugged it in it was like cool i was playing and i was just playing the same riff over and over so we could kind of test it you know with the uh with the jazz bass tell me you like the fuzz god more bro he's like fuck you dude like yeah. i have to go buy a fuzz God now because i'm like i didn't ask what he paid for that russian one oh, those i know they green go for russian mos- and
1: supposedly are the bass
0: it's also the stigmat. size of a shoe box yeah, like it's a m- huge pedal pedals, he didn't even have it on a board he had it like in a box you yeah. know with like wrapping paper pick- i was like all right dude so this thing, oh uh, yeah, the fuzz got to kick the shit out of it, man, and it's, it has more knobs and more options. So and you could switchies. step on that lightning bolt and send shit into really go overdrive. Into wildness, so um, hi, Sophie. That was a little thing to add, but yeah, try, check this out though. I did tell Charlie about it on Tuesday. The fuzz first, and we tried it with his fuzz factory, mm-hmm. his ZVEX. Didn't make a difference. Didn't make a difference. Yep, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So some, just try it, try it at home. Folks. That's the best thing about
1: pedals—you can flop those things around yeah. and flip them into whatever order you want,
0: and uh, maybe it'll sound cooler. So now I have a whole new, line got a new of order, dude. Yeah, I love it, man. With
1: a weird Russian or Italian synth That's fuzz in there. That's in the, in the
0: mix, and I—I I could argue maybe that sounds better now too. I have no idea. I have no clue.
1: Especially with those stacking knobs, dude. You're just <laughs> overhauling. I overhauled the rig.
0: Yeah, January was a big month, man. Big month. Yep,
1: love it. You know what, dude? I think you're gonna love this. Okay. Because I've got a little surprise for you. Okay done talking about new gear i want to talk about some maybe not used but probably used gear because we are about to embark on a new challenge david oh yeah i will ask you to think back to i don't know when it was we talk all the time about guitars on the internet and uh you were like at some point you had said something and that and that something stuck in my brain and Mm. and i and i kind of want to test it out okay we're gonna do the 3k challenge this is going to be a new segment we might do sometimes on the show, depending on how it goes. So check it out. You're like, hey, I feel like three thousand sure. dollars is the perfect amount to spend on a guitar.
0: On one guitar. On one
1: guitar. So what you and I are going to do yeah. is we're going to take we're going to set a timer. We've got five minutes. Okay. Each of us has three thousand theoretical dollars to spend on reverb, Craigslist, whatever you want. Okay. E- eBay is tough because auctions. Auctions. Yeah. I'm probably going to start with Reverb. Plus, there's just so much on eBay. You've got $3,000, and I want it to be specific Okay. to pick a six-string electric guitar with humbuckers. Each of us has five minutes, and then at the end of this five-minute period, we're going to report back and talk about what we chose and why.
0: Okay. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm ready. I'm going to get my phone out.
0: I love these by the way. These little Let's games. Start a little timer here. And you at home can play along.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. So set a timer for 5 minutes. Press pause on the podcast. Dave and I are going to get the timer going here ourselves and then um come back to us whenever whenever you can. All right, here we go. Start. All right. So we have 5 minutes. And this is uh, this I should add. We'll I'll give us 15 extra seconds because of this. This is keeping in mind what you want like what you have right now like yeah. something that you would actually something want something missing from something my... that you actually want to buy six string electric guitar with humbuckers back to it you've got yours
0: I think I got it yeah actually this is okay I'm, cool. I'm I'm
1: I feel good about this I don't know I don't know
0: I mean, I'm you could su- probably guess out of like two guitars what I would. Well, think.
1: I'm not sure. I'm, i my, what I was going to say is I'm not sure if I would actually get this stuff that I've decided on. So
0: you, you go. You go first. Maybe I can sell you on it.
1: All right. So tell me. Okay. So okay. So folks, for, if you're just if you're just coming back to us, yeah. you just press play again on the show. We're back with you. We just did the three thousand dollar challenge, the three k challenge. Yeah. And this time, uh, it was for six string electric guitar with at least a humbucker. Mm-hmm. So, um. I we actually I think we did it at before the uh, time, so I've got there. there's my timer right there. Look at that.
0: How how did we do? We had like a minute left or something. We
1: had like at least thirty seconds left. Cool. Okay, so I want you to start. Yeah. 3K channel, six string electric guitar with humbuckers. What did you choose, Dave?
0: I will read the. Uh, did you go on reverb by the way? Yeah, I went on reverb. Okay, me too. Um, and I've got to say we were
1: we are both, but I was bellyaching aching mostly. I really don't like doing quick searches on the app. I'm much more adept at using the computer desktop to finding yeah. the exact things that I want.
0: Well, I went through my watch feed and I started then, there too. But and then I and then if you scroll down, they have related guitars. Smart. So like I right now you know, we didn't tell the story of how I got randied last week. Dude, that was gonna I wanted to close it out with Randy. Okay. Well we can lead let's into do, it. Then. Let's do
1: it right now. Dude, fuck it. This is the perfect time. All right. You got randied this week. I got what fucking randied
0: last week, dude. Uh you were gonna come with me. Long story short, this guy was selling... We talked about it two episodes ago, by we the did. way. Uh, this guy, Randy, lived in uh, Indiana. Indi- fucking Indiana. Randy. I'm so irate. I can't even like talk. He had a 1981 Gibson Les Paul standard that he had owned, he claimed, since 1983. So it's, mo- it should be assumed mostly original, yes. all original. He claims it was all original. It had wear marks all over it. It was the sunburst. It was pretty beat up, and it looked fucking awesome. And he was selling it for $2,400. I, I, the two weeks ago when we talked about it said, you know, we,
1: it wasn't, this is the one that wasn't quite a clown. It had a little, uh, it was a little soupy, but it wasn't quite a clown. Yeah, burst. It was a nice burst yeah. and
0: it had the, it wasn't a burst back either. It had like the nice, like mahogany yeah. back or whatever. Anyways, uh, the fucking guy, I was like, well, you know, he told me and I said this on the podcast that somebody else had already bought it. We started talking, though. He hit me up. He's like, what kind of guitars do you like? And he just was being really friendly Real chatty. Real chatty. me, sent me photos of his guitars, just this old man sending me photos. And I went to his profile. I assume he's like a real person, you know, and all this stuff. So this is all via Facebook. And that night, I'm in Wisconsin with my buddy having a couple brandy old fashions. And I get a text from Randy or a uh, message from yeah. Randy saying, hey, man, the, the seller or the buyer backed out on that Les Paul. Do you want it? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. I want it.
1: And I think I might have then gotten a couple brandy-driven cocktails from you saying, how are we
0: going to go get a Les Paul? Are we going on Friday? We were going to go last Friday, go pick up the Les Paul, come back, talk about it on the podcast. Obviously, I was going to bring you with to check it out in person. Check out the Les Paul. And it might need a little muscle. You don't know if this was going to be a thing. It doesn't hurt. So I talked to Randy and I said, dude, I'm I'm here's my phone number. I'm 100 percent interested. Mm-hmm. I've got to move some money into an account, this kind of thing. Don't yeah, always don't have. Gotta
1: pull some levers, do some things, gotta, thing, gotta, make some gotta talk to the
0: wife, make sure she's happy about this purchase. Long story short, uh, I text him on Tuesday to follow up. I was like, hey, I'll see you in a couple of days. I still don't know where he lives. Yeah. So I'm kinda like, I knew he was in this one city, but I was like, You know, send me your address. You know, here's my number. If you want to do this over the phone, you know, I'm. I hit you
1: up. I was like, "What's the deal? We got a plan. Are we We going get some lunch? What's a breakfast? What's happening?"
0: Randy texts me back, and he says, "Sorry to get randied." I got randied. He says, "Sorry, man, I sold it." (laughs) And I was like, "Randy." We had a deal, bro. And actually, you know what's funny? It's not here anymore. I It's gone out of my chats, too. Maybe I deleted it in oh, my, in my anger. Angry. Or they might have just removed it because it was through the actual sale. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I thought we had a deal. Oh, man. And a thing. You guys were buddies. We were buddies. You were sending me pictures of your fenders. And I was sending you. I showed me a couple of pictures of my precision base and all this stuff, whatever. i had laying around that day. And he's like, he was real short with me. And he was like, yeah, man, like. Uh, you know some guy paid full price and i was like well i was gonna pay full price so i don't know what that means i wasn't haggling with the guy Mm 2400 is a smashing deal for that guitar i go all right man well you know and and i was just like well that just sucks because i thought we had kind of a deal and like you know you could have let me know you were gonna sell it and he he goes he said something like don't worry man another one will come along like really shitty like that get bet randy and i was like fuck you randy so I didn't say that because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. But I, I was basically thinking like "fuck," and I was just like, "All right." I didn't respond, and then I just like. That was it. So I got randied. So ever since, so I'm, from now on, I want to when a deal goes sideways, you got randied. You got randied. So just let you guys know out there. And I apologize if your name is Randy. Yeah, and I know, I'm sorry. Take Randy's. offense to this, but that's just the way it goes, man. I don't. You know,
1: I look at the demographics. I don't think we have a lot of randies tuning listening? in. But I'm well, uh, sorry for if any any randies are listening. Yeah, hit us up. We've got a whole bunch of stickers that we never gave away. That we've got like hundreds yeah. of them left. So we'll send you some. Stickers.
0: So I got I got randied. You got uh, randy. so this
1: is this is a this is an opportunity to d de- randy to d de- and think about okay you've got 3k yeah. you're gonna spend
0: less than that it's yeah
1: whatever you got a little extra bump yeah a I, little got a bonus. Little, I got a bonus i got a little bonus what did you get dave
0: well i've been obsessed with like early 80s and and by the way i will say this um the best les paul i've probably played next to yours best paul which, you know, yours is amazing, but I've also played this gold top at my space, which is an 82 love uh, anniversary. Movie, movie, you love that guitar. It just, it's the Tim Shaw's. It fucking plays awesome. It sounds it amazing. That's always kind of been like, oh, if it, if, you know, I know they're all different, but if this one's close, then I'll be pretty happy. So I found a 1982 Les Paul. What is it? Tell on my more. list? It's a uh, Cherry Burst, which, you know, well. Sometimes can be hit or miss. It can you be cool. Know. It's I not clowny. One. It's got a nice dark red to it. You can see it right there. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. That is a nice dark burst to it. Nice
0: dark. Um, They do have the pickguard. Is it
1: flamey? I can't tell. It's not. It's is actually it nice, not a
0: So, And you know, I've, I've been going back and forth because sometimes too much flame is, you know. But you
1: want a little dad maybe in your yeah. top, I feel like. But I
0: found, Um, I'll just, I'll read it really quick because it's a pretty short thing. Yeah. Uh, 1982 Gibson Les Paul Standard in Cherry Burst. This guitar has some significant wear, as you can tell by the photos, which I love. Uh, most notably, the guitar was hung by a previous owner, and the finish is worn off the back of the neck headstock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say that there was any neck breaks, which is always a nice thing. You to couldn't read. see any in the photos. Couldn't see any. Um, it's worn on the back of the edge, and this and that. But it, they, he calls it a player's guitar, but it seems like it's all original. It's it ten, pretty clean. Ten and a half pounds Oh, um, uh, that's not light. The tuners were replaced, but he comes with the original tuners, so whatever. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So it was twenty seven ninety five. So you got a, little, you got a, little got a couple hundred left. Got to, some gas money in case we got to go drive, go
1: buy buy another uh, another St- Chicago Stompworks pedal yeah, too. So I
0: actually just found this one, um, so I favored it, and that will be you it, throw it, it in so your watch list, yeah. dog. So I'm curious to what you got because you already have a three thirty five and a Les Paul, and I'm assuming you didn't get an SG because you love SGs so much. I already have one of those, and you have one with P ninety hmm so I've got a Telly. I've got a Jazzmaster. Right. I was. But so you of said humbuckers only. So I'm thinking, like, what? Right. You can me. find those with those. That's right. Sure. Well, sure, I was sure.
1: I, I, in my mind. I was like, well, what don't I have? And and I also took a similar route as you because at first I was getting frustrated. I was like, oh man, I'm not as adept with this app as I would like to be. Yeah. I've only got five minutes. I don't want to fuck this up. So I went to my watch list and I found something on there. I'm going to come back to that because I might have. I like to. I like. There was nothing in the rules that said it had to be one guitar for $3,000. So I picked two guitars for $3,000. They're both humbuckers though, right? They're both humbuckers. I'll give you that. The first one that I'm going to show you... Um, is actually super cool and it's a brand that I, we, we've been meaning to talk about I've been meaning to talk about on the show uh, recently uh, and this fills a need and that need is baritone guitars I've also been feeling nice feeling a, a gap since the we talked about castadosa and the new uh, Carlos Lopez baritone that came out I've just been like kind of really wanting one yeah and I found a dunable R2 Baritone 2020 charcoal for two thousand three hundred and sixty-seven dollars and cents. Look how badass that thing and is. And it's got dude. the
0: um what do you call it? The um what's that model? Like the RD. It's like a it Gibson RD basically yeah. body,
1: which I don't own one of those, right. so it kind of almost yeah. scratches that itch. Scratches a the Gibson bit. itch a little bit. Dual humbug. And that's not
0: the overseas model, correct? No,
1: this this is an American-made guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has grizzly pickups. I don't know anything on those. Um, But, dude. That's a U guitar, man. Looks really cool. And it's baritone? And it's baritone. That's why. That's specifically what I was after. I was like, okay, I've got this first thing that's on my watch list, which you might note it's pretty cheap, right? Because if we're going to stay under this three thousand yeah. dollar limit, like that gives me like about six hundred bucks. Well, so you
0: picked that. So what you're saying is you picked two options for under three thousand.
1: I no, I have, bo- I get both for three thousand dollars. Oh, well, what's yeah. that one? So this one is two thousand three hundred sixty-seven dollars and sixty-one cents. Okay, so you roughly so have seven hundred. I'll give you I have, I have six. Players. I don't, I don't even need it, but bud, because on my watch list right now, the main guitar that I want is five ninety-nine. What is it? Well, i'm about to pull it up on
0: you but we're not including cook county taxes and shipping no no yeah know.
1: right of course no no shipping no taxes this is just like cash deal on hand how do i get back to my watch list here we go
0: uh let's see where is me
1: watch list i don't know where, how do i get back to
0: uh, bottom right you got to go to my reverb i think my reverb watch yep. list got watch it list, yeah. here we go I,
1: I this guitar is something that I wanted. I told you that I wanted it. It's fucking crazy. It is the Casio EG5 1980s original vintage cassette guitar? <laughs> Wait. And it has a cassette. It has a humbucker and a cassette player and the body, baby. <laughs> 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 I Dude. want that guitar so bad. I can't Did get it out of my anyway. This is also owned by my friend, your friend, our former guest. Is that in a Henry Brown from Bonfire, Bonfire Vintage, Vintage. In, in Portland. He has that. Oh. He's had it on sale a couple times, even for even cheaper. Henry, hook it up, man. With the freaking bolty boy neck, dude. Look at the back of that guitar. It is. It looks like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah,
0: it does. That's that's exactly and, what it reminds me
1: of. Just in case you need it, cassette player right on right on top.
0: Okay, so what does the cassette player do? Does that do like a space echo oh, thing? I think it plays cassettes, dog. Oh. <laughs> <I don't>, uh. <laughs> dude what if you could wire it like a built-in space echo
1: i honestly i don't know what that'd be so cool or a built-in like tape echo thing i'm that'd looking so i'm trying cool. to like zoom in on the on the picture of this thing right now it had dude it definitely has built-in drive distortion it also has a built-in speaker into the top of this thing so it, it's just you like don't even cassette, need a you, amp. you don't you can play cassettes and play guitar along with it from the speaker built uh, into the top That's of probably the and it has distortion built in too really yeah
0: I think you kind of need this thing, man. Six hundies. You're, man. So is that. Plus a
1: baritone, dog. I, for 3K, I just
0: cleaned up. You just cleaned up, man. You know? I think, uh, let's say. Late Christmas.
1: I don't, I, in in terms of gaps in my guitar arsenal, don't Mm -hmm. have a baritone, don't have something that plays cassette tapes. Right. Right. So. Don't have something that plays
0: cassette tapes. (laughs) Neither do most people, but I think that's, uh, I, yeah, man. Wow. Dude, if you could wire that up like a tape echo, though, and have a built-in tape echo on that thing, that'd be insane.
1: That's dope. There's a guy... In fact, I think it might be a friend. I haven't reached out to him yet. But there's a guy in Craigslist selling... Basically, he he goes, he tells this story about how he went on this quest because he got obsessed with the idea of stereo analog delay. So he got like two tape machines, and then he got two analog delay pedals, and then he got two different analog delay pedals. And it's like he got all like so he could actually do this in stereo. I think with his synthesizers, because I think it's a friend of mine, um, and also a friend of yours, listeners. But uh, I've been thinking I wanted to do that too,
0: mm-hmm. stereo tape delay. But mm-hmm. can
1: you imagine tape built into your
0: freaking guitar, right on the top of Just it? Doop. um so three thousand dollar i'll give you i'll give you that man like uh you know when you said two guitars but then i saw the two guitars and i was like well that is a dunnable baritone and a freaking casio what, what baritone would you get realistically? The Dunable is a beautiful guitar, but yeah. if you weren't going to spend $2,500 on it, what would you get realistically if you were looking right now?
1: The baritone that I want is an acoustic guitar. Taylor makes an eight-string baritone where the two center strings, the like the D and the G string typically, are doubled like a 12-string guitar. Whoa. And it's a baritone. And I've played a few of those over the years, and there was one at CME that that was my favorite guitar to play in the whole acoustic room. No shit, I
0: love
1: love that guitar, <laughs> but it's also you know three thousand dollars. There was yeah. I found one. That's what I when I got excited, I was like, oh, that doesn't work. But it was twenty hundred bucks, which is cheaper than they normally are because they're like you know fancy Taylor custom yeah. guitars. But uh, yeah, I would get. But for an electric baritone, I, honestly dude, I like a telly or that new or telly coming out. is kind of cool. Freaking castadosa, but I can't even begin to imagine. I can't, I know I can't afford those guitars. I watched a few more videos of people playing them and stuff and they just the sound phenomenal. Yeah. The Nathaniel's Chicago music exchange video came out and it's, Oh so wow. Good,
0: dude. Oh, I, I knew they were going to do that. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. He did an Adele song with a
1: looper. And nice. It was dope. He's, yeah, so good, man. he's so good. You know who else is good? you, you, <laughs> So that's all we got for this week, folks. All right.
0: That was a good that was, one. A, that, was a, that felt fun. A meaty episode, man. That I was beefers. Yeah. I
1: don't know how long it was. We'll find out. We'll see. I'm going to have fun editing it, as <laughs> always. And as always, I had fun hanging out with you, buddy. You too, man. And thank you for making it this far in the episode. And if you did make it this far in the episode, why don't you go make some music?